Section 13 of The Poems of Jonathan Swift, Volume 1, by Jonathan Swift. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Description of a Salamander, 1705 As mastiff dogs in modern phrase are, called Pompey, Scipio, and Caesar, as pies and daws are often styled, with Christian nicknames, like a child, as we say Monsieur to an ape, without offence to human shape, so men have got from bird and brute names that would best their nature suit. The lion, eagle, fox, and boar were heroes' titles heretofore, bestowed as hieroglyphics fit to show their valour, strength, or wit. For what is understood by fame besides the getting of a name? But ere since men invented guns, a different way their fancy runs. To paint a hero, we inquire, for something that will conquer fire. Would you describe Turenne or Trump? Think of a bucket or a pump. But are these too low? Then find out grander. Call my Lord Cuts a salamander. Tis well, but since we live among detractors with an evil tongue, who may object against the term, Pliny shall prove what we affirm. Pliny shall prove, and we'll apply, and I'll be judged by standers by. First, then, our author has defined this reptile of the serpent kind, with gaudy coat and shining train, but loathsome spots his body stain. Out from some hole obscure he flies, when rains descend and tempests rise, till the sun clears the air, and then crawls back neglected to his den. So when the war has raised a storm, I've seen a snake in human form, all stained with infamy and vice, leap from the dunghill in a trice, burnish and make a gaudy show, become a general peer and bow, till peace has made the sky serene, then shrink into its hole again. All this we grant, why then look yonder, sure that must be a salamander. Further we are, by Pliny told, this serpent is extremely cold, so cold that put it in the fire, twill make the very flames expire. Besides, it spews a filthy froth, whether through rage or lust or both, of matter purulent and white, which, happening on the skin to light, and there corrupting to a wound, spreads leprosy and baldness round. So have I seen a battered bow, by age and claps grown cold as snow, whose breath or touch, where he came, blew out love's torch or chilled the flame. And should some nymph, who ne'er was cruel, like Carlton Cheap or famed Durule, receive the filth which he ejects, she soon would find the same effects, her tainted carcass to pursue as from the salamander's spew, a dismal shedding of her locks, and, if no leprosy, a pox. Then I'll appeal to each bystander, if this be not a salamander. End of section 13